Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and get straight to the point. Today, we're talking about why it's time for you to look for a new job. Now, I know that's kind of a stark title, if you will. Uh, I guess the, probably the best way to phrase that, but it kind of leaps off of a uh, episode I recorded uh, a little while back about why I think it's time to fire yourself. Um, in that episode, I kind of walked you through, like, walk through the scenario. If you were gone tomorrow, what would happen to all of your work? Or there's documentation, is there procedures, policies, and just like, in other words, is there a playbook that people, somebody could step in and do your work? Therefore, by which, you know, you are setting your organization, your church, if you will, up for success. And this time, I want you to take it and frame it slightly different. I want you to do something that I think is a really healthy exercise, which is I want you to go through the process of actually looking for a new job. Now, I say new job. I'm assuming you are doing this full-time or part-time. If you're a volunteer, I think, still think this applies on a certain level. But if you're part-time, full-time, I think... Um, one of the things that's really helpful every once in a while is to look for a new job. Now, I'm not saying look for a new job because you hate your, you don't like the church you're working at, or you're frustrated with your boss, or you don't like the direction the church is going in, you know, you don't agree with the mission or vision, or the senior pastor driving you nuts. That's not why I'm having you do this. I'm having you do this because I think it's a really healthy exercise to walk through some key things to kind of get a better assessment of where you are in your career, in your skill sets. Um, and where you're headed as a, as a person. So here are the three things that I want you to do as you're looking for a new job, okay? Here we go. First, I want you to prep your resume. I want you to spend time actually going back and looking at your resume or your LinkedIn profile and actually asking yourself, is this really up to date? Have you uh, gained new skills? Have you gained new certifications? Have you grown in certain areas? Has your job description changed? If the job that you've got currently listed on the resume, is that really accurate to what you're actually doing today? Or do you need to beef it up a little bit, change some stuff, remove some stuff, add some stuff? Make sure that thing is accurate. The goal here is you want to identify your strengths and your weaknesses on paper. On paper, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And this is, and when you look at those things, say, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. How do I help I say co-opt or if you will like strengthen those weaknesses what can I do to uh, basically take those weaknesses and either turn them into a strength or how do I supplement those weaknesses but the key thing is is you want to have a really good sense on paper of what your strengths your weaknesses are and actually how do you look uh, on paper and, and figure out is there ways that you can make that look better because uh, you're trying again you're trying to identify your strengths and your weaknesses number two actually go through actual interview questions. You can go online and find lots of different interview questions. You can find them at, you know, different, just type uh, sample interview questions. But the goal is, is to go through an actual interview so you can feel like, you know, this is the process by which I would be judged. And what it does is it lets you get kind of be introspective if you think about it. It kind of lets you get a sense of where you currently stand and how you would answer certain questions. Questions like basic questions like tell me about yourself, you know, give me the 30 second elevator pitch for you. Um, tell me, you know, what are some of the key things that you're proud of? When you look back at your X amount of time at that church, what are the key things that you're proud of you do? What are the projects by which you felt like you really were strong and you showed your strength? And then conversely, so what's the, what are the projects and what are the areas you struggle with? What are the projects you look back and go, man, we, what's a, what's a time or situation by which you didn't nail it the way you thought you were going to nail it? 
what do you think your superpowers are? I think that's always a great question. What do you think? Like, what's the one thing that when people hire you, this is the thing they hire you for because you're so good at that. What do you think your calling is? What do you think your calling is in terms of what you're called to do? Where is God leading you? Which always leads. And I think that one of the other questions is where do you see yourself in five years? You know, I think that's a great question to kind of ponder and think through what do you do for a self-development plan? How do you develop yourself? What areas are you focusing on right now? How would your coworkers describe you? What's your reputation of your current position? Uh, how do you keep up to date with your current skill set and make sure that in your field of ministry that you are up to date on the latest trends, tactics, strategies in terms of what you do? Um, how does this opportunity uh, square with your ideal position. Now, this is you going and pulling a job description from somewhere that you would ideally like to go. And you're saying like, how would this, you know, how would you see yourself, the advantages, disadvantages of you moving into a new role? Maybe you want to kind of get yourself promoted somewhere. This is a great kind of thing to think through. Uh, how do you see your uh, strengths and weaknesses as going into a, this new position? Um, and then what skill set do you view as your most critical skill set that you need for success in this role? Again, these are all questions designed to kind of get you to be introspective. Write your answers out. Um, again, you're not actually going on an interview, but write these questions out and write your answers out to these questions because you want to kind of process this because I think this is a really healthy exercise for you to kind of, again, you're identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, identifying things you don't know because these are things that you may not know that you didn't know. And so this is really healthy for every once in a while for you to kind of sit back, answer these questions, and get a really good sense of who you are and where you're at. Number three, determine your true value. What I mean by that is, is what do you think your time is actually worth in terms of compensation, a total compensation package? That's healthcare benefits, vacation days, actual salary. Every once in a while, it's really good to figure out what is actually your true value. If you can figure out in your area what people roughly who do what you do are getting paid, um, you can do that through salary surveys online. You can ask other people if they don't mind sharing, ballpark. You can even go and like into it Indeed, uh, or ZipRecruiter, and they'll actually list the salary ranges for a lot of these positions. But figure out what your true value is. It's really important to know that. You need to know if you're actually being paid well for what you do or if you're being underpaid. And that doesn't mean you have to leave a position because you're being underpaid, but you at least need to know where do you currently stand? What is your true value? What's the value you're bringing to your team? One of the other things you can do to determine your value is, is look at all the work you do and kind of almost keep like a weekly log. Just keep a weekly log of everything you do and every type of activity. Then ask yourself, what would it cost to outsource these things? And for a lot of those things that you do, outsourcing those things would be really, really expensive, especially video. I always think video to me is the one thing that's always like super expensive when you actually get like a really good video producer in. It's really expensive. That's why like if you can hire somebody in-house, it's always going to be cheaper in the long run. But figure out what those things you do and ask yourself, if you were to outsource this job, how much would it actually really cost? I bet you would find for a majority of our, my listeners that it's much cheaper for you to stay where you're at versus being outsourced because you're generating more value than what they're paying for. And by the way, that is exactly what you want to do. You want to generate more value than what they're paying for because that means the church is actually getting the value for what they're paying you and that makes you a value that makes you more valuable to the organization, to the church for that matter. So you want to make sure you know your true value. So again, three things you want to do. Prep your resume with the idea you're going to, on paper, identify your strengths and weaknesses. Go through interview questions. Um, go find some sample interview questions. Run through those interview questions. Write down your answers. See how you would write and how you'd process that and figure out, okay, where do I not really know about myself? Maybe I need to identify some things. Maybe I need to have a longer conversation with myself to figure out what I believe 
and how I would approach things or things that reflect our wins and losses in terms of my career. And number three, determine your true value. Figure out what it is that you add to your current organization and what your value is. So the fact that you kind of know this is what I'm bringing to the church on a day-to-day basis. So you kind of know what your true value is. Those are the three things I think I would focus on when you're trying to pretend, look for a new job. I think it's very healthy to go through this process. By the way, I also think it's very healthy to actually go on a job interview. Um, every once in a while, I will do that. I will go on job interviews with the idea that I may or may not take the position if it's offered to me or go to the next round. But having an actual live interview with somebody who really doesn't know you is really, really healthy because what it does is it allows you to be on the spot, have to be quick on your feet and kind of go, okay, wow, I really don't know the answer to that question. Oh, I do know the answer to that question. Um, and then get feedback from that person after the interview's over. Hey, say, what did I do well? What do you think I wish I'd done differently? These are always super healthy skills for you to kind of um, identify and polish and get better at um, in the long run. It's going to make you a better communicator. It's going to make you better for the church in the long run. And that's ultimately what you want to do as you try to expand the kingdom of God in your role. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Get Practical. I appreciate it. If you could do us a huge favor, leave us a rating on iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play as well. Until next time, y'all take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.